Hello, listeners, and welcome to Remixed Music Reports, Reviews, and Remarks. I'm your host, Sarah James, and joining me today are... Dalton Martin. And Matthew Yap. Yeah, guys, this is the first episode of Remix. So Look at us. On, you know? Thank you. I'm glad I'm glad both of you guys are here. Uh, so here at Byte, we do a whole bunch of geek entertainment stuff, but we're going to try to dabble into music. Uh, we have Deadbeat Club already as a podcast, but um, Deadbeat Club is more of a, a book club for music, so they review an album every episode. But this is more music news, like updates, new songs coming out, music videos being released, stuff like that. So... I thought I'd start off with with kind of a fun question. It's it's still January. January's almost over, um, but I think <laughs> it's at <laughs> the cutoff. Just, but we'll get this. I think it's still appropriate to be retrospective about last year. So I thought I'd start off with this question: of What was your favorite album of 2016? Well, without a doubt, hands down, Panic at the Disco's "Death it. of a Bachelor." I knew it was the most that. important thing that happened. For those of you who don't know, I'm a dedicated Panic of the Disco <laughs> fan. And I thought Death of a Bachelor, it's right up there with Pretty Odd. I'm not sure which one's my favorite album by mm. then, but it's it's top notch. It was difficult for me because like there were three right? albums. There was one I actually discovered not even in 2016, but it came out in 2016, so I'll just allow it. Um, I kind of go through like musical phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now I'm going through like this really hardcore indie alternative. <laughs> nice. Hey, so it's like st- people I'll be like, that's totally I've never fine. even heard of these people before. So... On my like retrospective, I think I, in the past I put Puberty 2 by Mitski as my favorite, hmm. but I think I've changed it, and it's now Nomads from a New Zealand group called No Wild. Hmm. Um, That's cool. It's really, I like the music I was going through. It's like a nice, chill, relaxed tone to it, but like the lyrics are kind of like really deep, because I think they're all Muslim, and so they got, hmm. and like That's they travel cool. over the place. So like the reason it's called Nomads is it's a group of people that they're based in New Zealand and they've like traveled all over the place. They really hmm. don't have no place to home, and that's kind of like the theme of the whole album. Right. That's cool. That's Tight really man. cool. I'll definitely look them up. I'm always looking for new music to listen to. Uh, I thought of Death of a Bachelor at first because it's great, but I knew that you were going to say <laughs> that, Matt, uh, because we we share a mutual love of Panic. Oh, but yeah. um, I'm gonna go with Revolution Radio by Green Day. Yeah. Uh, because I listened to Bang Bang like on repeat for like three days straight. That's super um, When it was just when that was the only song that had been released, and I was like, okay, this is really good. So I pre-ordered the album, and then Revolution Radio dropped like the song, and I was like, this is amazing. And then Still Breathing dropped, and I'm like, this is my heart. And then the whole album is just really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I think is is a good comeback for Green Day. Let me just say, I love that trend now. That like you don't have to just blindly trust an album would be good like they can kind of drop a thing out oh like, yeah that mm-hmm. just gets you hyped for it like oh you know i was thinking about it like now i'm really into it i'm getting mm-hmm. it a close second for me as well would be uh the mute math sessions by 21 pilots i'm a huge 21 <laughs> pilots fan uh that is something that will be i will try not to talk about them in every episode but i make no promises uh but they did five remixes of their some of their more popular songs with the band Mute Math and oh my gosh they're so freaking good. <laughs> I mean to be honest it's going to be really hard not to talk about them. They've really like 2016 was their year. Oh, oh yeah. it was huge. We should them. keep yeah. like a counter like how many times does Sarah mention 21 Pilots? <laughs> I'm trying not to. I am wearing <laughs> a 21 Pilots game. t-shirt. We are say so we both we're of us are wearing, wearing 21 Pilots shirts. We're not wearing 21 Pilots merch at this episode. I mean it's I just love them, and I'm super excited for what 2017 holds for them. But anyway, 
moving on to some new music that has been released in the past few weeks, I thought I'd start off, okay, so the running joke of 2016 was, it's the worst year that could ever happen, and it's just everything kept going downhill. Yeah. And then January 1st, 2017, <laughs> one man made an announcement that he was going to release new music, and everyone said that he has single-handedly saved 2017 already. And of course, I'm talking about Ed Sheeran. He's got a lot to A lot to live <laughs> to. Um, he has his, what? His third? No, he has more studio albums than just three, but they're like the three made yeah, popular like three ones. Main ones. Yeah. Um, Excellent. divide. Yeah. 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 Keeping with the math theme, he has like add, multiply, and divide, or yeah. plus multiply and divide. I think. I just always refer to it as X because. Yeah. <laughs> um, divide is up for pre-order right now. It's coming out in March, I believe. Uh, but he has two singles out right now: Castle on the Hill and Shape of You. So I thought I'd start off with Castle on the Hill. What are you guys' thoughts? All right, on the so song. I actually, start, when I listen to, it, I start with Shape of You. Uh, I'll get okay. to my opinions on that. But Castle on the Hill, I think this is what Ed Sheeran excels at, and mm-hmm. he needs to stick with this. This mm-hmm. is the thing he does best. Um, it was the better of the two, in my opinion. I um, agree. And like the thing about it, it's like when he, what he excels at is like that soulful lyricism. Mm-hmm. That it just like everything he speaks, like you can visualize it. It pops well, and it's like akin to like old school good country music, where it's like you can mm. just it's yeah. The, it doesn't focus on like really. It focuses on a story, but like the details are in like what he's describing, and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's. I love it. I've always uh, kind of thought of him like pop and folk, kind of a mix. Yeah, and very singer songwriter. Very much. Yeah, I say I feel like he's one of those artists where like the lyrics mean just as much as the music. Oh yeah. yeah. And for me, I'm not a fan of much of his. I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a fan of him in general, but especially his new stuff, I haven't enjoyed. A team to me was probably the like best he's ever done in my opinion. Okay. This has an A like it has, and it does. I, I would say yeah. I feel like Castle Castle on the Hill gave me a bit of a vibe that like I'm hopeful that if he sticks to that, mm-hmm. that I think he would do well. He doesn't sell out. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> stick with this man. Yeah, Castle on the Hill is definitely my favorite yeah. out of the two. Um, I like it. It's kind of an anthem of like an anthem for childhood and nostalgia yeah, yeah, and nostalgia is huge now like everyone is looking some for something to <laughs> be did, nostalgic with lego house too like that yeah. was a whole nostalgic thing but um, I, think, I honestly i think i prefer this one over lego house anyway I, it's it's kind of an anthem it's fun it gets stuck in your head the music video is fun um mm-hmm. and it's just i don't know a nice retrospective of of his adolescence and like the friends that helped make him who he is, and I'm like, that's sweet. Yeah, very Ed Sheeran. Like, yes. like good because like uh, I would even like describe it too. It's like he has like a very like Bob Seger type mm-hmm. lyrics because like if you listen to, like Night Moves, it's the same thing. It's like reminiscing about past like friends, relationships, and all that, and like that deep symbolism in there it reflects in uh, Castle on the Hill. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Which then brings us to Shape of You. <laughs> I was not a huge fan of this Me at all. neither. No. I, I'm sorry, I Ed Sheeran. I really wish he would stay away from this like rap hip. I don't even know what he's going for, but it's it doesn't work. I feel like he like by going for that kind of like synthetic poppy sound, he yeah. loses what he's it good at. It sounds like every other pop song. I say he loses what <laughs> he's like, good at like, when he does like, that. Another thing, it's like he was. A, like I said, he sticks well with his like slow, soulful type stuff. And this, it's like I'm trying to be like hard and sexy now, and I'm like, you're about as sexy as a rock with lipstick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. There's a when I was I was looking up a few things to see what what other opinions are professional opinions, I guess. Um, and there's a independent journalism site called Slate. A guy named Chris Malanfi. 
I'm maybe messing up his last name, wrote an article, said, why the new song from Ed Sheeran, the Ned Flanders of pop, is the biggest in the country. And the Ned opening the, the opening, the <laughs> opening, paragraph is just, it's perfect. A digital marimba intro that's so close to see his cheap thrill, she should probably demand credit. <laughs> Lyrics about hitting the bar to find a date that would sound more natural coming from Pitbull. Syncopated rhythms that could have come from producer and previous collaborator mm. Pharrell. Uh. Multi-tracked falsetto harmony vocals straight from Justin Timberlake's bag of tricks. And Mercy, that chorus. A lascivious ode to a woman's body that you'd sooner expect to hear from Usher or even Justin Bieber. So, Will the real Ed Sheeran please stand up? So what I'm getting here is sure. basically... He roast? <laughs> it's great i love it it's like a jack of all trades master of none type deal here where it's like i'm just gonna take a little bits of pieces here yeah i could see that because like the only thing going for it, it has like an interesting beat that's it like I could not get yeah into it. it wasn't catchy. interesting enough to keep me like interested though like yeah. honestly i kind of like that was saying i felt like i'd heard that song before there was nothing exciting or new even exactly. a little bit about it like it's I like another to listen to this and like i, really I was i didn't want to hear it <laughs> sarah made me i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, the first time I heard the song was actually, there's a, a YouTuber, he's a choreographer, his name is uh, Kyle Haganami. Great hip-hop choreographer, I like to watch his videos because I can't do that, and so I'm like, I wish I could dance like this, but he did a routine to Shape of You, and like, I clicked on it because it was just a new video, and then it said Shape of You, Ed Sheeran, and I went, what? I'm so confused right now. No, <laughs> this can't, you can't dance hip-hop to Ed Sheeran, that's not a thing. Can you imagine dancing like hip-hop to like A-Team, just like? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, it's... It's like more of like a like a slow, just kind of experimental type dance. Like, ah, uh, what yeah. are you doing there? It's fun to dance to, and it's catchy, and it, I mean, the tune gets stuck in my head every now and then, Shape but it's just... like what you'd like listen to like at a middle school dance. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like every other pop song. Like, Did I'm you like, hear that? He's touching a woman. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a fan. I definitely prefer Castle on the Hill. Yeah. For sure. For the two. But I would be... Um, I'm kind of excited for Divide to come out in March to see what else he brings to the table. I hope so too. It's more he just he just excels at that singer songwriter like him and a guitar. That's what that's what people go to Ed Sheeran for stuff like that. And so Shape of You was just it threw me off. I was like, what is this? Because you know, like at a certain point artists kind of like are kind of forced into certain songs mm-hmm. to do just because it's like hey we'll throw this on the radio gets you attention it makes me wonder like i feel like castle on the hill is more authentic to what he does like mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it's good i would like want to go back and look at like who had the writing credits who's all this oh yeah i'm pretty sure shape of you he has very minimal input on that that would make sense that yeah. would definitely make sense right. because you you learn you know from artists and you learn what they're like what their sound is like what they excel at um, and you feel like you can kind of know them. That's what's so cool Shape about of you music. Felt very plastic. Yeah, very. I was like, is this Justin Bieber? Because I thought it was Justin Bieber for like <laughs> half a second. I was like, this sounds like all of his new stuff. Um, next thing, I'll jump to to Lady Antebellum because yes, uh, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not a big country fan. I'm really not. Um, I used to, but then yeah. like I got tired of like the arena like bro country thing that's going yep, on right now. Yep, it irritates the hell out of me. Yeah, it's for me the majority of country songs kind of they all just sound the same yeah. or all the artists sound really similar, but. Um, Lady Antebellum is kind of an exception to that for me personally. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy what I hear from Lady Antebellum. Uh, same thing for like Carrie Underwood. I like Carrie Underwood. I don't listen to her all the time. Yeah. Um, but when I found out they came out with a new song, uh, which is called You Look Good, it just came out like a couple weeks ago, I think. And then I listened to it and I'm like, this is actually really cool. I liked it a I lot. I enjoyed it a lot. I, 
I didn't, and it kind of probably runs in the fact that I can't really stand modern country with like with a very few exceptions. Mm-hmm. I can only really listen to like Eric Church and like Chris Stapleton, um, hmm. but like well, when I listen to this, I kind of get sucked in the lyrics, and then like I have this problem like Bo Burnham has ruined modern day country for yeah. me now. He's pointed out like trends and stuff. Yep. And like going back, I'm I'm looking at the lyrics right now, and like it opens with a on a boat on a beach. In the water, in the sand, in the back of a bar, cold beer in your hand, breaking hearts, breaking necks. That is the most stereotypical country thing yeah. to open with. I will say, lyrically, it is. It's yeah. still very much in in the theme of what those what country buzzwords. Yeah. Where it's like they're in every single country Truck, song. beer. Yeah, they're Bo- all the same. Like hit it, like hit blue it. beer, <laughs> blue <laughs> jeans. Um, but I like the kind of funk meets country vibe of it mm-hmm. like it has a nice groove to it and i always like the the close harmonies that those like close country harmonies mm-hmm. that lady annabelle brings yes. um is really nice and then it just sounds different but i totally get that it's I, lyrically it's just like every other country song ever. i love lady annabelle let me take <laughs> you guys back okay to matt yap in the trailer park it was a fun time <laughs> My mom's favorite band living in the trailer park was Lady Annabellum, and she blasted Need You Now for like <laughs> a month straight. And so I just have this deep kind of nostalgic yeah. like vibe for whenever they do anything. I just love it. And I feel like, like you said, they do a good job at like, yeah, they can be a little stereotypical sometimes like with this song. They sound, they sound really beautiful. good. Yeah. They sound like old country. The song they just did with Taylor or that Taylor Swift wrote for them, uh, Better Man, I think is one of the best they've ever done. I think they're a wonderful band. And yeah, the song was a little stereotypical, but I like that it's kind of a bit new for them and I just I appreciate them trying it. Yeah, the vibe of it is something that's very different. It yeah. actually reminds me like when I first Listen to it, just that beginning kind of intro bit reminds me of a song called uh, Laying You Low by David Cook, Mm -hmm. which is like five or six years old, but I love David Cook. He's one of my favorite artists. And it's this like funk groove. No, (laughs) we will, we can talk about that some other time. Um, (laughs) He's my favorite American Idol winner. but it's that kind of funk groove, soul, jazzy type. I don't know. I don't it's know. something. And to see it's that match with country is is different, at least. I agree, yeah. Yeah. And then as another thing, it was also another song where I think it seemed like they tried to be, like, sexy, and it just it didn't work for Yeah. Me. I can see that. I can definitely see that. It's They are a sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. Oh, they're very beautiful people, but, like, this, it just did nothing. <laughs> Again, artists trying to do something that doesn't necessarily feel yeah. like them. Um, I appreciate the effort. It's a it's a good groove, and if it came on the radio, I'd probably jam to I it. But... I see it'll be a hit. It just isn't for me. Yeah, which is that's what's great about music. I'm calling that... it now. It's a bop. Okay. <laughs> bop. Bop confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. All right. How about we talk about John Mayer? Um, How about we? All right. And his his EP. This is. The first time he's released music in like four years. It's um, been a minute. The Search for Everything, Wave One. So th- there'll be a full length album coming out at some point. This is the this first is sampling. Yeah. First four songs, a little taste of it. Um, what were your guys' thoughts? I feel, and this is just off these four albums, I feel this will be more of a continuum 
type album that he's mm-hmm. done. Because, like, if you honestly like his past few albums, uh, the one I remember, I totally skipped the one that happened in 2013, but his 2012 album, Born and Raised, mm-hmm. had a more, like, folksy feel to it. Yeah. And it worked to some extent. I wasn't, a, like, a fan of everything on there. But, like, Continuum is, like, the one, like, John Mayer album that everyone knows. It's probably considered one of the best albums mm-hmm. of, like, that time. Yeah. And I feel like this has that feel more so than his recent stuff. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. For me... I don't know. I wasn't blown away by these four yeah, songs. Like, right. they weren't very memorable. There wasn't, like, that hook or that, you know, melody it's very, that it's very sticks John in your Mayer, head. It is very John Mayer. Because yeah. if you honestly think about it, he really doesn't, he has that soulful, bluesy thing about him. And he doesn't really rely on hooks and stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, like, mm-hmm. you take the music at face value. Um, when I listened to this, I really actually didn't pay attention to, like, the titles. I just had it going on shuffle. Yeah. And I just have, had it playing in the background. I was like, I dig this. That's uh, exactly what I think is that it, it makes for great background music. Yeah. If I'm like, yeah. if I need to work on something or, like, clean up around my room or get something done, like, that's a good thing it's to just put in the background. Is, like, it's, it's calm me down. Chill. Yeah, it is I've, very chill. I've always thought John Mayer, he's, like, he's just got, like, anytime he performs, he's just sexy. And like <laughs> he he does he like sells sex like uh, slow dancing in a burning room that's that's the top I love for him that song. yeah and so like I kind of agree with you guys it's no it's not really anything new for him it's just like kind of like a nice like good background music something to like it's not revolutionary it's not changing his sound but like I appreciated it for what it was which was just good background music yeah I'm for me I'm interested to see what comes out from the rest of the, like the album or just. Yeah. Wave yeah. Two or whatever he's calling it. Yeah. There Tidal wasn't, wave. for me, there wasn't any, and I think this is perfectly fine for John Mayer to do something like this because the way the music industry works is everyone's like putting out that single to try mm-hmm. to promote everything else. Yep. And uh, none of these songs really felt like that. Like none of them were really trying to be a hit single on yeah. the radio. Yeah. They, like they didn't have any of those elements. Yeah. Which I can, I can definitely appreciate, but I don't know. They almost sounded like soundtrack songs. Like I could definitely see some of them playing in the background of like rom coms or something. Like like in <laughs> cute here, little like, date fucking... montages. And I'm like, that would be perfect it's for a this. Song you hear five years from now for like a car advertisement. Yeah. I really felt like it almost sounded like he just like took like bonus tracks from the other albums that just never got on there. And he was like, we're gonna put we're it on just an album. Smash it all together. We'll just throw it together. Sure, that totally works. Well, he writes. He writes a lot of stuff. Every album he releases has at least like twelve songs on him. I think. You're right. I'm Home trying to find, hard. there was a quote from ABC News, of all places, uh, reporting on on John Mayer. It's, uh, they say, the musicianship, as always, with Mayer's releases is quite good, but this EP lacks a center point that really sticks. Yeah, there's nothing that really stood out. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, had, I really didn't have pay attention to the titles of them. They all just kind of blended in together. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, it'll be interesting to see the next wave of songs, yeah. I guess, that he puts out to see. Uh, you know, if there's something that pops out to be more of a hit song or something that can stand alone, not necessarily ne- like it doesn't have to happen. But if there's something like that, something that uh, can link all these songs together for it to be cohesive right. or if it'll just be like this really chill, relaxed album that's like, I need to do chores. So I'm going to put on <laughs> this because that's totally what I get out of it. No, I'll pull like a whole like Carly, J- Carly Rae Jepsen side B thing and the next part of it is like, oh, yeah, remix is total different sound. We'll go for that. Uh, remix. There, are, there are a lot of artists that do that of yeah. like com- Fall Out Boy did that with their yeah. most recent album and I was like really confused by it 
and I didn't really like it. I'm not a fan. I prefer like actual songs as yeah. opposed to like remixes. Yeah. I don't see John Mayer doing that, but <laughs> if Trump I don't think so. Can I, you imagine? I would hope not. Like it turns into like hardcore rap. Oh my gosh, I can't. It's a comedy. It's you get the lyricism of John Lear, uh, John Mayer, but then you got like EDM going in the background. <laughs> That'd be, I don't know. That'd be definitely more captivating. I think it would be more memorable. I'd buy it. <laughs> It'd be memorable in the same way that Shape of You is memorable. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to uh... remember Shape of You. <laughs> All right. So the last out of out of newer songs. This came out a song that dropped the day before Trump's inauguration. Gorillas mm. released a new song for the first time in like seven years. It's called Hallelujah Money, featuring Benjamin Clementine, who's a UK singer. Yeah. Um, and what do you guys think of it? All right. So one thing, it took me a while to refine. So I saw it when it dropped that Friday. Mm-hmm. Refinding it was a pain because apparently it's now unlisted on Uproxx that we premiered it. Really? Uh-huh. So it makes me wonder, like, why is it unlisted? Because it was. I was looking at the like to dislike ratio was kind of iffy. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Was it just kind of like a one-off thing, and now it's like you just have to have a link to it? And so I was like, that's interesting. Don't know anything else about that. But one thing I would say, this is a gorilla song in quotations because Benjamin Clementine is oh, a real star. Yeah, yeah he sings like, the entire he's song. He's the whole thing. Um, he's the star of the video. He's the entire thing. And I feel like Hallelujah Money isn't like a traditional song that you would just listen to. It's a video experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who's going to listen to the song, just like pop it up, just hear it. Because like the video is the other half. Like the mm-hmm. song goes with it, but like you wa- you're listening and watching it. It's more so watching it. Yeah. Definitely. The video is bizarre, but I'm like. Very strange. There's a lot of symbolism. And yeah. Like, like I was like, it took me, I looked through it a few times and apparently like the reason it was released before Trump's inauguration because it's supposedly this giant diss against Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, and Which I'm here for. Looking through it, <laughs> there's like the different animation things. I noticed they had a farmhouse. The animation farmhouse was in there, which yeah. is like an anti-government like, type thing. Uh, the, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've read like Orwellian stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending, like there's this like surprising like jump scare that has like Spongebob. Spongebob crying, and, like, yeah. I went back and someone mentioned, like, I didn't even put put, uh, put two and two together here, but uh, that scene where he's running away is, like, in the episode where SpongeBob gets fired by Mr. Krabs. So Mr. Fi- Krabs is like, you're fired. And he's like, then he starts crying. Oh. I didn't so know like, that. It's little things like that. So it's like, it's more of a message than, like, yeah. a song per se. A lot of people are, are saying that it's, and I can definitely see it from some of the lyrics that it's against the, you know, money as an institution yeah, and right. uh, the power that money can bring to someone, which, I mean, they make no direct references yeah, the in the lyrics to our current president. The video itself has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another notable thing about it, just by the video, uh, Clementine needs to, like needs some sort of like acting credit because the man like he was like shaking and twitching. Yeah. And, like, yeah, he went hard. He looked possessed, and I'm like, I believe this. <laughs> and like there were shadows, like you could only see his eyes at mm-hmm. some point, which was really weird. It was but it's well like shot. it was well shot, and I like the uh, the way because it's like projecting stuff. Yeah. onto him and onto like a screen behind him and then you have like the gorilla's puppet like silhouette yeah. yeah that comes up and i'm like that's a really interesting take to to introduce the gorillas back into and it that's another thing because like the gorillas in the whole song like if i didn't see the puppets i probably wouldn't have realized they were on it because like they're mm-hmm. so soft-spoken to that whole thing right and, yeah or like clementine is like he is like 
spotlights on him. He, yeah, and literally. He's the one. The majority of the lyrics are coming out of his mouth. I know that like the gorillas are working on new stuff right mm-hmm. now for 2017, and so I'm curious to see if this was just like a one shot thing they did, or if they're kind of going for this more experimental like musical experience rather than just like full on music. Because like if like gorilla- this is what the whole album yeah. would be like, collaborative. Like, will it be more like have like collaboration than anything of stuff right. before? Yeah, their music videos like have always like told a story. Like if you watch the gorillas, oh, music, yeah. they always tell. stories. Stories, but I'd be curious to see if they'd go for more storytelling than music this time around, which I would enjoy actually. Yeah, they have, to have something up their sleeves because like the marketing for this is insane. Like it's odd everywhere. It's, yeah, it's odd. Um, the, I guess the theme right now is like growing up because all the characters have aged considerably. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see them because it's they're an animated band. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're very well known for all their music videos because it's it's the animated they're characters more, introduced into situations in the real world and mm-hmm. interacting with real people at times. To just, so to see that it's because this is a diff, a very different departure from some of their their previous music yeah, videos absolutely. where it's like set in a story that has like a distinct narrative where this is all like very symbolic and it's just like one guy in front of a screen mm-hmm. singing the song. They've always been known for their videos. But oh like, yeah, this one like stands out even more because it's just kind of like trippy. It is. It is trippy. There are some like the killer clown in the background. I got confused or like. There's a lot. Like you just going through it. Like you don't catch everything. I've watched it a few times. Like mm-hmm. it's like man, there's a lot of stuff. Like I don't even get half the references here. But like there's some I can like pick and choose from. Right. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure someone, if not now, in the next week. We'll there have some sort of detailed analysis right now. of the Gorillaz video. Matt yeah. Pat film theory, just like whole music Probably. video. <laughs> That's what we need. <laughs> Matt Pat, get Matt on it. We need you. I need to know what this means. You got but that yeah, token it for you. <laughs> yes, I'd definitely be interested in in seeing it. Yeah. If this is what the rest of the album will be like, kind of more experimental mm-hmm. or relying this may on have nothing to do with it. Yeah, this could be the the odd man out, right, and everything yeah. else sounds like what we know as. Gorillas. It makes sense. They've been advertising like something's coming, and they're like, if you mm-hmm. don't have anything, people are gonna get burnt out. So like, I think they're like gonna slowly, like, they you probably won't hear anything from them for a while, and then like they'll throw something else out, or they'll be like, new album now. Yeah, <laughs> they'd probably do something. that's just like, bam, album drop like out of nowhere. Yeah. I can totally see that happening. Total Beyonce. For them. Total Beyonce, and everyone would will freak out. Gorillas I mean, first is time Beyonce confirmed. <laughs> first time in seven years. That's. That's a huge That's break a hiatus for to you. take from music. That's a massive hiatus. And then for them to come back with, with something that's a distinct departure from everything they've done previously. I don't know. I'm very intrigued. They got my attention. Like, yeah, if that definitely. was their goal, they sure got it. One thing that made me happy about this is now I know about Benjamin Clementine because like I want to listen to more of his stuff now. Yeah. Which I kind of like, I really haven't sat down and listened to any of this stuff, but I kind of like just played like a sample of it. And... He has a more like blues tone. He's like considered alternative, but like he's that soul like slow. He's a he's a crooner. Yeah, he's a yeah. crooner. Yeah. yeah, Which I we love obviously because oh, Brendan Urie's right. a crooner as well, <laughs> multiple times. But he's got like that deep voice going for him too, mm-hmm. and it just it works. Definitely, I'd definitely be more interested in seeing some of his other stuff for sure. I think he's only actually got one album, like studio really? album. Hmm. New I'll have kid to on the scene. That's one thing I hope that they kind of do if it is like a collaboration effort that they get a bunch of new reaching out to new artists. Heard of because, That'd be cool. Yeah, because um, when I was looking up uh, Clementine stuff, I only saw one studio album and that was from uh, tw- uh, 2015. 
Hmm. So that'd be really cool if they could come back with something and it's all like really underground artists. Yeah. Right. That'd be really interesting. I'd totally be I mean, into he's that. He's based out in the UK, so. Yeah. Who knows? All right. So how about we talk about some some groups that are touring right now? There are a lot of oh, tours going yeah. on. A lot of tours going on. I think um, Ariana Grande's been on tour for a few months now. She still is. Twenty One Pilots just got back on tour uh, a couple weeks ago. Panic starts tomorrow. Panic does start tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing both Twenty One Pilots and Panic in March, and I'm super pumped about Swag. it. Um, Green Day's on tour now. I think they're. I think they're still over in Europe right now, but they have like a U.S. leg of the Revolution Radio Tour announced for the summer. Um, but the the tour that I wish I could go to and that I'm most excited about is that Def Leppard is touring with Poison, and that just sounds like the best thing to ever happen. I'm going, I know. and I'm so excited about so it. This is the funniest thing because it seems like Def Leppard is never not on tour because they were yeah. just on tour with like Kiss like a few years ago. Saw that too. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love Def Leppard. Oh, Def Leppard's amazing, and I would love to see them live and then with poison it i'm like that just sounds amazing like, it, it makes me think def leopard's got like they've only got a few more years left in them like let's be real here nah man they're forever <laughs> forever I mean, just called it quits last year so it's like come queen on. is still touring like i mean you can keep going for as long as you want paul mccartney's still Quote touring unquote, queen Qu- and they're fronted by adam DC lambert was, now but they've lost a good size of their people um, yeah don't disrespect me like this, Dalton. Guns N' Roses is kind of, no. Guns N' Roses, are they? Guns N' Roses played a show, I don't know. Yeah, they played was, a show in Cincinnati. Because it's like Axl Rose and, and Slash, Slash finally like reconciled. Yeah, <laughs> they came together and they played a show in Cincinnati. And, and I know Axl a Rose bunch like, of people nah, who went. CDC now. <laughs> yeah. But Def Leppard and Poison, that sounds like a fantastic concert. I'm Just like Poison because I haven't heard of Poison touring and... For like quite some for time. a while, yeah. yeah. Brett Michaels kind of like he must need a paycheck or something. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of dropped off the map there for a little bit. It's like what like VH1 like dating show or oh, something. Yeah. Oh yeah, that oh was gosh. a thing. Oh, I gosh. totally forgot about that. That was like what was it? Middle school years, Dalton. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that, that was say that was around the time I'm like all those random it. celebrities start like Flavor Flav, <laughs> Flavor of Love. Oh my gosh! I watched all of that. They did not stay together. I was disappointed. No, I, th- I think that Brent Michaels fantastic. actually. I think stayed with the one. Like I think he had like three seasons, and like the third girl, I think he finally stuck with Rock of Love, reality television dating competition, Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. Premiered in July 2007. That's amazing. Oh my god! It's the 10 year anniversary. <laughs> ten, 10 years later. <laughs> Bring it back. And he's touring it with Def Leppard. It's the Rock of Love reunion. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> that's what the tour name should like. That's what the title of the tour should be: the Rock of Love tour. Please. Def Leppard's actually the winner of Rock of Love. They're together now. <laughs> Brent Michaels and Def Leppard. That was the the prize. Actually, it's like you don't actually get to meet the love of your life. It's just you get you to go, go on, on tour, <laughs> which you've already been doing for your whole life. Another fun tour is that Bon Jovi is going on tour, and my mom is a huge Bon Jovi fan. So naturally, I'm a huge Bon Jovi right. fan because I grew up listening to him. My grandmother, so. I think, is a huge Bon Jovi fan. Um, I don't think they've I don't think they've toured in a while. Either. It's been a while. I don't even know the last time they released new music. It's last been time we were a few like years. Bon Jovi releasing new stuff. He was with uh, that one country group, uh, Sugarland. Sugar Sugarland. Sugarland. Like they I, were like yeah. a thing. Which they are solid as well, like Sugarland. I don't mind Sugarland. They have they have a couple songs. Stuck that... on glue. It's a bop. I don't Stuck think on glue is great. Anymore, though, because I think uh, what's her name? Jennifer Nettles went solo. She did. Yeah. 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 I and think. She kinda, like, went off the face of the map. Uh, 2015, I think was the last time Bon Jovi released music. 
according to Wikipedia, is what it's telling me. Um, but Ricky Sambora left the band, which yeah. is sad. The uh, thing about Bon Jovi is at this point, like, they've become a meme. Every song. They've become all those 80s songs of theirs. <laughs> 80s Everything songs. from Slippery One Wet is just a meme. <laughs> and you're not wrong. So it makes me wonder if all these like kids are going to go like, hey, I know this group because <laughs> I saw, an online, I saw a, a meme about them. I'm going to go check them out. Like, I know. I've seen them in their heyday, though. Like, yeah. That's the one bad thing about, like, because they have their name. They know they have a name. They're going to, like, charge a lot of money. Like, I think, like, Kiss and Def Leppard tickets were outrageous. For, like, oh, I'm they sure. They sure were. Like, they've been they've been at this for so long. They don't need that paycheck. Come on like, now. They're still getting royalty fees. Right. Like, <laughs> Especially with, like, Kiss. I don't even know with, like, Poison and Def Leppard. It's more of like you go there just for the show, like the. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you don't go, like you go for the music, but it is like an experience. Oh yeah, that's any any yeah. live show, any good live show anyway, like is supposed country. to be. It's <laughs> supposed to be this huge. At least for me, I love live music. There's nothing like live Absolutely. music, and if I had an unlimited wallet, all I would be doing would be going to concerts. Like that is how I would spend my time if I could. But I have, you know, school, and I'm a college student, so I have no money. Um, <laughs> it happens. I, I went to four, four or five, four concerts, and then I worked a festival at Kings Island um, over the summer, and it was <laughs> amazing. It was so much fun. Every like, there's something about about live shows. I saw um, Heart, uh, Joan Jett, and Cheap Trick in concert. And, like, that's, it's, like, songs that I don't necessarily know that I've heard. They're all, like, 70s, 80s songs, but I'm, like, that's amazing. That's how I feel, like, Def Leppard and Poison would be is, like, I don't necessarily know all these songs, but it's, like, there's a bunch of drunk adults everywhere, so this is going to be fun. When you get to, like, those certain artists that have been, like, years and it's, like, they're not really releasing new music, they're just going to play the stuff that, like, everyone knows. Everyone knows, yeah. I don't know a ton of, like... Poison and like Death Lover. I don't know their like every single one of their songs, but I just appreciate the fact that they are like centerpieces in rock and roll history. Oh, and yeah. so I just want to go experience it, you know? Oh, the yeah. hair band, the, the experience. Ha- hair band. I mean, hey, I'm I would totally be down for that. Rock that of Ages like... the musical is basically hair band the experience. You're not wrong. <laughs> that movie was an experience. <laughs> it sure also was. Goodness. Uh, some other cool music announcements. There have been a couple festivals that festivals are. They're all announcing their lineups. Like I Coachella know, announced a lot of musical festivals yeah. now. Like, and, like there were a handful that like okay, I know these. Now I'm like, yeah, I've never heard of these before. Where when when did you exist? Coachella announced theirs like earlier this month, like mm-hmm. very early on this month, or maybe even late in December. Uh, the big headliner there is Beyonce, of course. Right. Um, Bonnaroo announced theirs. I wasn't super impressed by Bonnery's lineup. My I bet favorite I... thing to do when I see these listings, like I already know these people on the top. I like seeing the small names at the bottom. Oh like, yeah, who are you? It's like, especially when I find all these artists that I like, I know like, but it's like they're not well known. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are they in there? And I'm like, ooh, I found ooh. somebody I know. I'm like, I'm hype. I won't be there, but I'm proud of you. Right. So a festival that I'm really excited about, but I won't be able to go because it's in Washington yeah. is Sasquatch Music Festival. Um. With their three headliners are Frank Ocean, Chance the Rapper, and my boys Twenty One Pilots. Ooh, that's an interesting lineup, right it's, there. They're very. I mean, they have. There's a bunch of. Because um, Chance of the Rapper bands, is like those are the a three. really big hit right now. Um, he is he's one of the biggest, I think. Rap. Uh, he's up for seven or eight Grammys, I think. Yeah. 
Uh, he's, yeah, he's like dominating. I think he's the male artist for this year's Grammys with the most nominations. He's basically nominations. this year's Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Big, that up and comer. Yeah. Right. Um, and then pairing him with with Frank Ocean, Frank Ocean is, is very nice different. And then Twenty One Pilots is a completely always. different departure. Yeah. <laughs> but I wish I could go. My life's dream That'd is a... to go see Twenty One Pilots at a festival because that just sounds like the most fun thing that I could ever it do with be my cool. life. They'll just go all out. See, I oh, don't yeah. typically like festivals just because. Mm-hmm. I want to see the person I care about and like. You don't want to be in the way back with a bunch of people. Like, I'll, I'll say like yeah. Yeah. People. I'll say. Well, I don't know who you are. But one festival I've never been to a festival, but one I'm kind of interested in is Bunbury. Like, yeah. they're looking solid. I Bunbury is it's in Cincinnati, like Ohio. <laughs> right. It's I'm saying it's close enough to I yeah. Go. It's in Cincinnati. I'm from the Cincinnati area, mm-hmm. so it's like I know people who have gone to Bunbury for years. Uh, had a bunch of friends go last summer and the summer before uh, when Twenty One Pilots was there. Um, and they just announced like yesterday, day before their 2017 lineup. And dude, I wish I could go. It, it looks it's good. Pretty cool. Uh, some of their headliners: Muse, Wiz Khalifa, uh, the 1975 Whistle. Yeah, 30 Seconds to Mars, Death Cab for Cutie, which I would freaking love would to see love them live. Them. Love to see them live. Um, Mute Math, okay. John Bellion, AFI. Uh, Watsky. Watsky, George Watsky's gonna be there, I'm and that's so all excited. I care about. I, know, I would okay, love I know to see a Watsky. Lot of people in my hometown are probably just because Watsky's gonna be there, and they're gonna be there. Thank Dude, you, Watsky Philip DeFranco, so for good. introducing me to Watsky. He's I love so him. good. Like, it's. I would love to see a Watsky Twenty One Pilots collab because oh they're God. both like, like slam poetry meets rap. Um, yeah. And Watsky's so good at that, and I would freaking love it if he was featured. On a Twenty One Pilots song, I think it would It'd be, be a, amazing. That'd be a great combo. No, Haley Cuoco is also there. Who? Yeah, I like her. Gay people really like her now. That's just kind of a thing. Ever All right. Since, yeah. No, honestly, it, tip to artists: if you release a song like she did, the whole like girls like girls thing. Like, if you release a gay song, gay people will like all your music. It's kind of a fact. I mean, hey. So that is how to make it in the world. Target demographic. It's all about targeting your demographic. It really is. So that's Bunbury is June second, third, and fourth over the summer in Cincinnati. I may, I may try to go. I don't know. I know a lot of people are. I want. I want to. I say. If I can pull the money together, I'll go. That's just the thing. Is that festival tickets. Especially like now, so they just announced their lineup, but they haven't announced like who's performing on what day yet. Mm-hmm. So if it's like if I really wanted to see Death Cab for Cutie, and that's yeah. like the band that I I want to promote or go and support the most, like I don't know what day they're going yet, so I can't buy tickets yet unless I buy it for the whole weekend. And yeah. I'm like, that's like three hundred dollars that and I don't they get, have. Like, the different stages going on there too. Yeah, so, like, if you, you have to like see, wander like, around. If you have two things going at the same time, you're like, man, I want to see both of them. Yeah. But I would I would love to go to a music festival. I've been see the only festival I'm using air quotes um, that I've been to is actually Spirit Song, which is a Christian music festival that's held at Kings Island every summer. And I mm-hmm. work at Kings Island, so I help usher the event. But it's like as far as festivals go, it's pretty low key because there's only one stage. There's like four artists oh, a day, yeah. four or five a day. So it's fun. Yeah. Some Christian artists can put on really good shows. Skillet puts on an amazing live show. If you don't know, <laughs> it's like so... the one group everyone it's like the go-to. No, they had like these like hydraulic lifts where it's like the drummer was like 
20 feet up in the air. It was awesome. It was so cool. That. I wouldn't not necessarily the same, but like the one concert I've actually like been to, that was like a real experience. It was a Slipknot one. I don't, nice. I, didn't really, like, I wasn't there because I'm a fan of Slipknot. I went there because I had friends that were fans of Slipknot. Yep. And they're like, we have an extra ticket. You just want to tag along? And I'm like, okay. And man, let me tell you, I felt the most out of place I've ever been in my life. <laughs> it was a nice show. They had some like cool stuff. When, like When Slipknot finally came out, their whole set was like, they had this giant like demon dragon thing, and I'm like, man, that's cool. I want one. Yeah, that I was. Sounds I, sick. I went to a Slipknot, not, not a Slipknot concert, a Disturbed concert, and like it was kind of the same way. Like I liked Disturbed, but I definitely didn't fit in there because it was a bunch of like angry goth thirty year olds, and like I was still super into it because they started lighting stuff on the stage on fire. They had like that's burning amazing. nets hanging above them, and I was like, y'all are hardcore. Front, they're like, oh gosh, people are dying. Oh yeah, no, they were like. I was afraid. I'm usually fine with the pit, but I was afraid. These adults were hurting people. That's there was things, terrifying. There was something in the front. There was stuff in the back. I kept looking back. They're running around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> Live music, man. There's nothing like it. Oh, my laptop is speaking. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> it has an input. It, it, wants to <laughs> it, wants, it wants to let me know. Other things coming up in music. Grammys are next month in February. Uh, when those happen, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, but there are performers being uh, announced as for who's performing. Um, John Legend, Keith Urban and Carrie Underwood, and Metallica were already announced. Oh, that boy. sounds nice. That so sounds okay. So I understand Metallica amazing. being there because they have their new album. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm like, Metallica, you really haven't done anything that great since maybe, like, the Black Album. Man, you mm. are disrespecting me today. <laughs> we have, is there an argument? Like, for Justice I, for All was good. Like, the Black Album was all right. But I'm like, the newer stuff, I'm like, eh. I love everything Metallica does, honestly. <laughs> just because, like, I'm such, like, nostalgic trash. That I'm, every time they do something good, I'm just like, yes, it's yes, the best. they're back. Saving like music. So- and then uh, yesterday, there's no surprise here, but yesterday Bruno Mars was announced to be performing at the Grammys. Boy, Bruno. No, no surprise. I just learned he sings Uptown Funk. Like, literally an hour. <laughs> Where have you been I, for the past you year? You didn't believe me that. Like, I haven't heard anything about Bruno since, like, uh... I said, I was like, yeah, I haven't heard anything he did since grenade. that grenade song. Like, Are you, you kidding me? Uptown Funk, like, that's by him? I <laughs> didn't know. Yeah, well, it's, it's Mark Ronson, yeah, I Mark guess. Ronson, but... Mark Ronson does like he, he writes the songs. Yeah, but Bruno's he, the performer for it. I just always heard yeah, the Mark Ronson. The only thing that Mark Ronson I remember of him doing is a Valerie, and then oh, Amy, yeah. Winehouse, Amy Winehouse took that. Took yeah, he but I mean, sung it like it was his song that I was like, it's mine now. <laughs> like Twenty Four Karat Magic is it's it you, it reminds me of Uptown Funk a lot. It's that that. You know, it has such a groove. Bruno can dance. He's an amazing live performer. Oh, absolutely. About Bruno Mars is he's figured out the identity he wants to be. He was Mm -hmm. going for that, like, old school 80s, 70s Michael Jackson type thing, and it works. He's bringing back that groove. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I like it. It works. Like, even, like, if you look at the song titles of it, you got 24 Karat Magic. There's literally a song called Perm. That's amazing. Nice. Uh, he has he has his look and his style, just that yeah, aesthetic. He's picked his brand. He has. He very much has. He's gotten there. And his fans eat it up. I eat it up. It's like, I love anything you do, Bruno. Give me more. His beautiful, beautiful tenor voice. His smile is perfection. Uh, and yeah, that's... I'm... I'm pumped that he'll be performing he, at the like, Grammys. His uh, the people he like runs with, like when you see them on their videos, man, they're even happier than he is. <laughs> You're right. You're so right. It's like 
I don't know, Bruno has his own little performing family. And it's just like seems so yeah, you, so you fun to watch him do it. I don't think I've heard it. a single sad song from Since Grenade. Everything is like, I'm all upbeat and happy. I don't care. Yeah. That's probably why. Which I is what know. I need right now. I only listen to sad music. I don't know anything about <laughs> That's by how Bruno you Mars. missed Uptown Funk. Is cause it's, it was Bruno too Mars, happy I'm for so me. Confused. All I know is Grenade. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I only know him for his sad songs. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, he opened at the AMAs, I believe. Um, was the first performer for the AMAs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a blast. Which was fun. He just so. kind of pops out of nowhere. Like, yeah, he, like he just shows up. And then he's like, kills it. Back. And then yeah. I love artists that do that because like, are they oh, still for sure. alive? Like, they oh, sure are. <laughs> Definitely. And then Get we out. can we can wrap things up here. I thought I think I'm gonna end every every episode of Remixed with going over the Billboard charts for the week. Um, probably just top five. So as far as songs go, the number we'll start with five actually. Number five song on the Billboard charts is "Starboy" by The Weeknd. Nice. Okay, that's Still. the only <laughs> good song from that album. Um, it's. I'm not a huge Weeknd fan. They're not. I like it's his not my jam. Stuff, but this one, it's like, I don't like saying it, but it's like. Record labels got a hold of him and changed who he was. Yeah. Because like mm. his, the theme of it and all, like Starboy works for what he does, but it's very. That theme of like R and B rap stars right now, like they like to brag about everything. And yeah, very, it's it's the humble brag. Humble. And, and that's the, uh, I really didn't like Starboy as an album, but I like this song. That's the only thing good about it. Everything they do to me is just okay. Um, Brandon Yuri <laughs> covered covered Starboy, and it's you a sure great did. cover. If you good. haven't listened to it, it's really really good. That's um, beyond okay. <laughs> Uh, number four on the Billboard charts is Closer, which is the Chainsmokers featuring Halsey, which is I still around. I despise the Chainsmokers. I Ooh. wish they would go away and never exist. I'm just tired of being forced to hear that song. Like, I mean, I'd love to hear something else from you, Chainsmokers. It's, it's fun, like, the first two times you hear right. it and then insulting. i'm over it the most insulting thing to me is they get like nominated for best new artist like no they existed in 2014 with their stupid selfie song right i forgot that about was that, that. Like, they're not new they just kind of rebranded a bit <laughs> they just rebranded and now they think they can sing <laughs> And then like Halsey, I'm a I'm a casual fan of Halsey. Let me t- I, um, think I appreciate Halsey too. her, Every- and I feel bad that she's been that she's just a part of this. <laughs> no, 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 all right. So here's another thing. This is another trend I hated about 2016. Okay, Lord needs to come back because there's a lot of Lord wannabes. They, they oh, okay. Collabed with, uh, she actually is Daya. coming back this year. Daya collabed with them. She's a Lord wannabe. Uh, Halsey, Lord wannabe. <laughs> Like, let's find all these, like, sort of British-sounding girls that feel sad and angsty and just kind of want to tell the world as it is. Like, Lord, right? So I'm like, yeah, let's do <laughs> British-sounding girls. Lord now it's has, amazing. like... A... Do you feel that way about Melanie Martinez or no? To an extent. Lord I has like the patent Melanie on sad-sounding British teenagers. Lord, own... she's the only one. She is. <laughs> you are infringing on her trademark. Get out, Ellie. <laughs> but I, I think you're right, Matt, that, he, that she is a... Uh... Trying, she's working on new stuff. Yeah, 2017. She goes for a good years, and now people are trying to like take her place. Then it's like you got to come back hard. Girl. They'll never be royals. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right. Number three song on Billboard is a song that I'm not familiar with. Black Beatles by Ray Stremmerd. Not, sure. not I've heard. Okay, I haven't listened to it, but I've heard good things about it. Okay. Um, I don't listen to the radio very often. Same. Uh, I'm always like on Spotify trying. That's yeah. where I get like new information for like, music. I get like like Dalton, you may like this because you listen to the same five songs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm like you don't this know is me. All you listen to. 
Yeah, so I'm not as familiar with this one. This one will make you guys so happy. Number two is Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Why? <laughs> number Why number like, two that song. That going to be the hit, but it's the worst one. <laughs> number two is Shape of You. We, we've already voiced our opinions on that song. We don't need to rehash it. <laughs> um, and then number one, which last week had dropped to number two. Last week, I think Shape of You was number one. Now these two songs have flipped, and this one is back to number one, is Bad and Bougie, uh, which is the raindrop drop yep. top song. That's oh like, that's God. all. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the meme. <laughs> that is another trend I wish would die. It's like, I'm, okay, so the one good thing about Vine dying is hopefully like Vine songs die with it. <laughs> I want them to get bigger. Because <laughs> if you think about it, there's like a lot The only like, reason this is popular is because it's a meme. Right. It's a meme. That's right. it. Uh, another song I got big, Designer's Panda. Like, oh, yeah. No, that was a great song. No, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, what's another song? Another big song was called Juju on that beat. That song's <laughs> dumb. I wish that would never exist. It got stuck in my head so bad, though. Freaking anytime I'd see someone doing that dance, I'd be singing that song for the rest of the day, and I hated everything. You know what? Fine, I'm glad you're dead. This can, this trend can die with you. Yeah, please. All right, and then top five albums on Billboard. Uh, number five is 24 Karat Magic. Yay. Bruno Mars. Uh, number four oh. is the Moana soundtrack. Right. God that, bless that it. That my boy Lin. <laughs> my boy Lin Manuel Miranda. I hope he wins an Oscar. I'm rooting for him big time. The Moana soundtrack is gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. He's got that, and it's clearly, he's got that presence in there. It's like oh, the lyrics yeah. just kind of. Even like in Hamilton, it's like you just know it's like everything you know just kind of like blends in. You know, so, yeah. it shouldn't work, but you know it it's does. my baby. I love it. Number three, this will be interesting. Is the La La Land soundtrack? I still uh, yet to see La La Land, but you don't need to. It, yeah, like, it's either people like are praising it, and every time I see someone praise it, they live in L.A. or something. Oh but yeah. Every time I've heard someone else like it's okay, I don't get why it's like hailed as the musical savior that it is the only thing i really have to say about it is if you're really really into musicals i don't think it's for you but if you're just like a casual musical person then i think you'd be well, able to I'll appreciate it, it more yeah i'll say because like may. you may like people who are head. really into musical theater and i feel like i don't want to say like they get musical theater because i don't want to sound pretentious but just people who like have seen a lot more musical theater and at least from what, who i've talked to so they just don't like it as much yeah. musical posers will love this it's for fake musical fans <laughs> Only Definitely. real musical fans will hate this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a huge fan of um, Emma Stone or Ryan Gosling's singing voices. Yeah. They're, and this is the argument of people saying, it's like, well, they're supposed to be average people. They're not supposed to be great singers. I'm but like, they're if you're starring casted, in a musical. I'm like, if you're casted in a, in a musical, or even if some people say it's not really a musical, even though I think it's kind of is branding they market itself. It as yeah, I think one. it's branding itself as a musical. Is the casting on par with Gerard Butler as the fantasy? Oh, hell no. That's, that's the worst thing to ever happen to a movie musical. I'm sorry. Russell Crowe. No, Russell Crowe yeah. is worse. You're right. You're right. Musical gosh. movie musicals have that one. Person. We all have one. Russell Crowe is the oh gosh. I don't think it's the I, worst I, thing. He just kind of spoken like I'm gonna aggressively. He ruined some of the best songs in Lame. Stars. Stars is a beautiful and sad and heartbreaking song. And he just shouted, "I swear by the stars." And it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Upsetting day, guys. <laughs> All right, number two album is, I guess this is a new album, but I'm not as familiar with it, is I See You by The XX. I've heard of The XX, but I haven't listened to this album. But... I've heard a, a couple songs from it. I have not heard the whole I'm thing. Yeah. It's it's good. It's, what What's the feel of it? Um... If have you, so you have heard of the XX? Yeah, but I don't, I may have heard some of their songs just like casually. But... Uh, to me, it's just, 
it sounds something like something would be on the Billboard charts. It's just kind of like poppy, like okay. new pop, like pop dance. Yeah, kind. Of, okay, and so then you expect it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would say it's okay. not. It's nothing like revolutionary. Okay, and then number one is Starboy by The Weeknd. So. Okay, why? <laughs> Which has been it's been um on like the top two hundred. Uh, for eight weeks straight, I think. All right, so, so let me like wrap that up right there with Starboy. My sister really does not have like great musical taste in the first place, <laughs> but even she admits Starboy kind of sucks. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> That's well. when you know. Hamilton is number six. That Killing boy. it. My Still, blurry face is 14, so God bless that. Okay. <laughs> we can move on. All right, and then last last little... Fun question. I'll have two. One, recommend an album. And two, or song. Mm-hmm. Like song recommendation, album recommendation. And then two, what music-related thing are you most excited about for 2017? All right. I'll go ahead and start with that. Um, I kind of like started with that at the very beginning with my favorite 2016 album, uh, since I recently discovered it. Uh, definitely check out like the whole album of Nomads by No Wild. But specifically, the uh, their song on there, it's called Air. Um, it kind of samples. They, it doesn't directly sample it, but they still like they borrow the lyrics from like uh, Phil Collins and the Air Tonight type thing. It works really well, and like if you listen to the lyrics, it's really deep. It, I love it. Hmm. Um, that's why it's probably like it's my favorite album of 2016. Even though I didn't realize it was a 2016 album. <laughs> um, and then the one thing I'm excited for, and this is like going like how very like how varied my musical taste is. Um, Ice T's like hard rock group Body Count is coming out with a new album in February. Yes, and I am really interested because Body Count is like they're like the NWA of like hard death metal. Right. Um, they're just like Ice T. He's very vocal on Twitter about his like political beliefs and just calling out dumb people. Mm-hmm. So I am really curious of like what this album's gonna sound like and how angry it's going to be. Because, like, they've already released, like, the first, like, like, recently this week they released a trailer for it, kind of, like, talking about, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. So I hmm. feel that's going to be a trend. But, like, they released, like, a little snippet of the first song or the first single off of it. And, like, the title alone just makes me, I'm going to be in for a ride because it's called No Lives Matter. Hmm, that's interesting. Political. <laughs> Very. I'm interested because, like, I haven't really had, like, an album that is, like, politically charged and angry. Yeah. Right. And I feel like I'm curious about this. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm just going to sweep up the song and thing I'm looking forward to in 2017 at the same time. Uh, Cascade is releasing a new album. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here for Every it. The touch. song I recommend to you all is Every Time We Touch, which has <laughs> no. been the song of the summer since 2007. Right, do you Every the year. The version or the nightclub that, version? That was my, like, um, don't ask me why, but in youth group. Like middle school and youth group, we used to play that song all the time and jam to it. <laughs> it's like a stereotype. Like you it's go a, to a bomb. That's playing in the background. <laughs> right? But no, yeah. So looking forward to that new album. Hopefully they re-release yeah, every time we touch. It uh, is well deserved. How is she going to like, okay, like that's like one of the artists that like, she's like, I don't think she's a one hit wonder per se, but that's the only song she's going to be known she's for. She's going to release it 12 times on one album and I'm excited. Different remixes for different ones. Good. Gracious. All right. <laughs> uh, my 
album recommendation is I just started listening to a band called One OK Rock, okay. which they are a Japanese alternative rock band. I love um, that trend pop. right now. There's a lot of like Asian rock star. Mitski's one, and then Japanese Breakfast is another group to definitely check out. I, I definitely recommend One OK Rock. They have an album that came out earlier this year, uh, like in 2017, called Ambitions. Mm, um, nice. They sing in English, so I, I can. Yeah. That's Attainable. something that, that for me, I put a lot of stock into lyrics. So I'm not saying that I like I listen to songs in other languages as well, um, and you can still get something out of it. But it's cool, and it still has that like Japanese vibe to it, mm-hmm. where it sounds like like the soundtrack to an anime or something, right. where it has that like, energy. Even though the lyrics are like in English, do they like throw out like Japanese slang and stuff? Um, because that's my favorite thing about listening to New Zealand artists. Like, the yeah, listen out that stuff. I'm like, what does that mean? I I've only like I've listened through the album a few times, so I'm not as familiar with it. But it's definitely something that uh, I'd love to see. I know their earlier albums are all in Japanese that um, I'm looking forward to listening to. But I just uh, it popped so, up on yeah. Spotify, and I was like, I think I'd like them because I've heard of them before, and I think their like U.S. label is Fueled by Ramen, which is like the best music label to ever exist ever. <laughs> I didn't even um, realize like the Japanese had like a sizable rock audience. Yeah, yeah. Like it's big. Like I didn't realize it because like, I thought like baby metal was a joke, but like no, they're like legit. Baby metal's pretty baby good. Metal's actually, legit, actually. <laughs> I really so like many them. people, and I'm like, I didn't realize that the Japanese go so hard. <laughs> it's yeah, it's really cool. I definitely recommend it. Um, yeah. It's like fun. It's like, like yeah, a happier tone, version yeah. of Panic at the Disco. I think I'm here like, for it. Like, I don't know. It's peppier, but I still really like it. Um, and then for what I'm most excited about, on a personal note, I'm excited to see Twenty One Pilots and Panic at the Disco again in concert. Um, but a different thing, and I think this is happening this year, is that I think Paramore is coming out with a new album this year. Yes. Um, Haley Williams has teased it for the past few months. I know that they they've had been something a few years ago. And yeah, I don't think it they've really been as... they've been working on something, and that they've been in the studio, and you know she's been writing stuff. So it's the I, year of the comeback. I would hope. I really hope they come out with the album this year. I uh, hope that'd be so. awesome. If at the very least, there'll probably be a couple songs released this year, and that's mm-hmm. that makes me excited because Paramore has my seventh grade heart. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Misery Business was my jam oh, in yes. middle school. It was so good. So that's Bring definitely back to something. Angsty years, we're doing it. I mean, hey, angst is my favorite genre. You're right, for sure. That's that's where I exist oh, in yeah. music always. If I can like be angsty while listening to something, that's that's what I need. That's why I listen to Panic at the Disco. Like that's just how it works. Late nineties, early two thousands. That's trendy. Oh to come yeah, back. early two thousands pop punk is the best pop punk. I've made this argument many a time. <laughs> I think I think I'll have to agree with you for sure. Um, so thank you guys for being on the first episode of Remix. We loved it. We loved Yay. it. It was great. We had lots of fun conversations. So uh, we'll definitely be doing this again uh, either next week or maybe the week after to keep everyone informed on, on what new music is coming out. So we will see you guys next time.